live. How are we doing? And all my business number, Rich, over here. Cameras everywhere. Cameras everywhere, tell you. <laughs> and we are going to go live with Bismarck here as well. Okay, good stuff. So we're live here. We are live here. We're live here. Yeah, brilliant. So we are good to go. And I've run, got... We've run out of phones. <laughs> <laughs> and I have got a ginger nut, so I am, I am good to go. So folks, how are we doing? Um, this is my fourth James Perry Presents event. Two live events last year, and Sean thankfully um, graciously spoke at the one in December, and two live from Facebook Live. One was three weeks ago, which Jim Mada just blew the internet apart, um, which was amazing. And thankfully, we have got we've got Sean on the go here. That's Martin. Oh, Martin, how are you? <laughs> and we have Mr. Kevin Young as well. So we have, oh, tons of people on the go here, Sean. <laughs> and we've got the guys in Bismarck as well. So how are we all doing? And thanks for joining me on this Sunday night. And I have got um, Sean Connolly with me. And I'm absolutely delighted that Sean has came along. So yes, folks, if we're all joining, put as many thumbs up as possible. Let's see everybody who's up on the wall. And also with the three devices, put up as many questions and comments as possible too. And we'll see what we can do, what we can get. Um, from that, so Sean, you've got hearts and everything coming up for you. Tell you, Hopefully. it's uh, it's I'm feeling loved. You're feeling loved indeed. <laughs> so, what we're doing tonight, we've got a number of questions for Sean. Um, and also, what we're doing is we're going to talk about Sean's event this Saturday coming, which is in the Maldron, Maldron, the new Maldron Hotel in Brunswick Street, okay, Belfast, okay. And be really excited to listen and see what, what's going to happen with that event mm -hmm. and what the content's going to be. Um, with that, so first of all, Sean, we're just going to talk a wee bit about you. Get the get the guys to understand who you are and your background, etc. So, give us tell everybody a wee bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my journey into uh, personal development came from uh, I've thirty thirty two years in therapies. Uh, started with musculoskeletal therapy and. Um, treating muscular disorders, people with nutritional um, uh, imbalances as well. So I trained extensively in the West, treating sports injuries, sports injury management, sports therapy. I also started traveling to London to learn Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was about 27 years ago. The last 18 years, I got more into the psychology yeah, yeah. Uh, of health maintenance and development. Uh, so I, I noticed a lot of the, the physical ailments with people I worked with were actually starting at a psychological level. Our psychology becomes our physiology mm. and it doesn't just uh, suppress systems within the body. It's working in the, in the business world and with sports. It suppresses potential and it suppresses people's skills that they've trained for thousands and thousands of hours to develop. And this is so, the main body connection as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's I put my own program together from from all my experience, all my work, and um, I've simplified how the mind works on an you know um, a conscious and an unconscious level, mm -hmm. which to me is more important. Uh, you've experienced working with the unconscious, the irrational yeah. mind. So, so I thought you're eighty percent or whatever. Yeah. 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 So it's just. That's, I actually start with that with, yeah. with my clients. I try and bring both in together. 
is to give people a simple understanding of how they actually work so they can work themselves. Because the vast majority of people, Sean, if you challenge them, don't know what they're about at all or how they work. <laughs> like, and I think I've said this to you before yeah. in, a, in a previous video that we done. Okay, three years ago, I didn't have a clue about myself. But most most of the population don't. Our awareness is more external. Yeah. And noticing what's going on outside ourselves. And uh, even simple, um, simple imbalances that people are developing through chronic stress, say, uh, and long-term anxiety, it can be very easily eradicated yeah. once they know the cause of it. But they're too busy getting the symptoms treated okay, yeah. and, and spending 80% of their 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day on the problem, yeah, rather than a solution. And would the problem, Sean, be anchored in the past a lot of the time? Can be. Um, there's, uh, well, it depends on the problem, but mm. a lot of our um, problems stem from our self-perception, our beliefs, and also our values. Values are a big thing that people don't really tap into, especially in the work environment when people aren't getting on. Okay. Uh, it can be a clash of values. Okay. Yeah, which people take very serious. You know, that's very interesting because you just say, oh, they, they don't get on the clash of personality. Yeah. But you're going to actually underneath that layer. Yeah. It's, going, it's, it's more than that, it's a value. But again, it's once most people don't even know what their, their core values are. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so once you understand, uh, and then you understand that other people's values are different. Yeah. So you have to respect them as well, especially in a work environment. Um, sales, uh, funny, uh, I was working with, with a girl in sales last week and I was saying to her, she wanted to learn about personal development. Yeah. And I was explaining to her that the uh, the grandfathers of personal development were the, the, the masters in sales. They wanted to understand how a human being worked, how they thought, what made them tick, mm -hmm. so that they could sell them more. <laughs> So <laughs> that would be the Jim Rowans of this world. Well, even way, Napoleon Hill and all Andrew Carnegie. Oh, that's right, Carnegie, yeah, he was the, the steel guy, yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, you're right with Napoleon Hill, he wrote Think and Grow Rich, and that's yeah. many, many some, copies of it. So some, some people just spend their whole life, uh, I know Bob Proctor, Yes, just, he's been reading that book for 56 years or something. Yeah, yeah. I have my copies somewhere in yeah. here. Um, I'm supposed to read, well, they say you're supposed to read a chapter of that book a day. Mm -hmm. as common as it is the Bible, you're supposed to read a chapter of that book. Um, so, that's a bit about your story, your background. So, in your development of your story and your background, Sean, is there any particular moment way back that stands out that maybe got, right, okay, personal development is the thing for me? Uh, I think once you experience something yourself, you tend to believe it. Beliefs are massive. Beliefs... Um, <sighs> Beliefs are held very deep within the unconscious mind. They will control your life. They will control your performance and the limits that you put upon yourself unknowingly. And I suppose at a time when I had a, a massive belief switched around for, for me when I was a teenager, I was about 18 to 10, 19. And uh, a friend of mine who's uh, a lawyer in, in Belfast, uh, me and him was out one night and he, uh, we had a conversation and I had a, a belief, a perception that that I could only go so far, you know, in education, couldn't learn anymore. Um, and I had pigeonholed myself. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. and a perception yeah. of where yeah. I belong. And he actually took that out. What you have to do, if you have a, once you understand that there's a negative belief, once you take that out and you put that on the table and question it and analyze it, once there's any sort of doubt, even a slight doubt, it's no longer a belief, it's broken. That's and once different. that's broken, you, you take off. And that's when I, I went back to, to college and I just got a hunger for, for knowledge. About whenever you had that, whenever you had that initial belief about yourself that you couldn't learn anymore, mm -hmm. did something happen even behind that to reinforce that? Yeah, just again, your, your, uh, your environment, your experiences where you're brought up, certain teachers in school. Yeah, well, that's what, I, that's what I'm trying to get because that's what happened to me. I actually remember going into secondary school with a perception that, you know, I probably belonged in some of the lower classes because of <laughs> two teachers in particular yeah. who um, emphasized and constantly told me that, you know, uh, I wasn't smart, I, you know, I wouldn't go far. And um, as a child, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, that must be true because yeah. they're teachers and they know everything, yeah. you know, and they're adults. So you never question that. And uh, once once that's broken, it's it's a bit like uh, <clears throat> I love the analogy of of the elephants in India, where they start them off young with a big chain around yeah. their, their leg, yeah, and then when, they, when they're fully grown, you can put a, a shoelace on them, and they won't move because there's that mental chain. They're completely conditioned, and the, the amount of you know, it's sad too, the amount of potential that we have in Northern Ireland, sport and business, you know, young entrepreneurs, but they've no self-belief. Uh, that actually rings true with me because you're talking about things even coming through the generations. My dad, who you've just met, the working class element was completely reinforced in him. Mm -hmm. And he's one sharp man and he could have done a lot, a lot more, but because that working class element was reinforced mm -hmm. by the teachers, then that came down to me. So we're just a working class parry, but I'm going a bit more than that. I was yeah. just trying to bust through that, so I can completely rate that. Yeah, it's it's you have to like most of my clients. Say ninety percent of my clients are there because they lack self belief. Yeah, and some of them have done. Uh, a lot of me actually believe in the business more than themselves, and they put so much into the business or this, you know. Um, other sport, but I'd say that they, they have a perception of themselves that they're, they're very small. Right. You know, it's it's can be quite confusing sometimes. You're sitting in front of somebody mm -hmm. who has everything on a material level, but, uh, you know, and a business you would die for, but yet them, in themselves, they're broken people. Is that the classic high confidence and low self esteem? Um, it can also be a fear driver, a fear of poverty. Right. A fear of not being recognized, a fear of losing control. They need to be in control right, of something okay. yeah. themselves. I've seen that. I've seen that um, they don't feel they're, they can, they're in control, so they have to be controlling something else or other people. You know, so there, there's, there's different categories. Um, but again, it's going to the origin yeah. of the self. Yeah. Self-belief, even confidence. Confidence comes and goes. You can get confidence when you want it, but you know, once you know the origin of it, you can go and get some. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not it's not magical but confidence as they say comes and goes self-belief self-esteem then it has to be there all the time and it's it's sort of it's in your subconscious is it, Would it yeah it is it has to be hardwired into yeah. the, the subconscious um again get <laughs> it, it sounds a bit 
uh, weird to people, but your subconscious has an actual perception of itself mm. according to, uh, I would break it down that it actually, it's like a separate side of us, but it controls your feelings. Okay. It controls your behaviors, your habits, your beliefs. So if somebody has been um, allowing these suggestions to come in that you only belong in a certain place in life, that you only go so far, um, that you're only so good. If that's been constantly programmed, then that, that part of the mind, the feeling mind, that's the feelings that will give out. So take a, a typical example. I would see a lot of, and I've seen a lot of nurses in the past in hospitals who um, are off with irritable bowel syndrome because yeah. they feel intimidated by certain people or mm -hmm. consultants. Now, I've worked with consultants as well. They're not intimidating anybody. A lot of them are very tired and overworked and they're a bit grumpy. <laughs> yeah. That's what's going so, um, but if you have a perception that people are bigger and better than you mm -hmm. and you go into a room with those people, the part of your mind that has stored that perception that you're smaller than them will give out the feelings that you're smaller or you're inadequate yeah. compared to yeah. these people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's fatal that you, you work on that part of yourself. So you could go in their room and have a have a coffee with the Queen and the Pope and feel on an equal term. <laughs> it'll feel anything. And but that's with, what I try to work for with everybody. But with somebody else you might feel so it depends on the person. It's equanimity. You shouldn't really um I'll say you shouldn't look up to anybody in life and you shouldn't look down on anybody. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, because agree. We, you know, we are we're all uh, the same. We're all the same and funny is someone said to me that maybe this is connected in a way where there was something to do with being an introvert. And I went, yeah, on occasions I'm an introvert. And the person looked at me and went, you're definitely not an introvert, James. <laughs> but when I went, and I went, it depends who the person is and what the circumstances yeah. are. Yeah. So that makes sense. Now, if the Pope and the Queen were sitting in a room, I'd have no problem going toe-to-toe <laughs> -to -toe with them. But, and I can't give an example, it could be Joe Soap down the road. I be, could be completely intimidated. Mm. So it's amazing how you sometimes different. But I think uh, there's days we're introvert, there's days we're extrovert. It could depends be. on. Could be. What side of bed you're in the yeah, morning? Yeah. So tell us about your event on Saturday. Okay, this is, it's actually based on uh, a, a book I, I'd written, and um, it's, it's quite a short it's a workbook. Uh, it's really about working on the self. And what was said earlier, uh, who are you? I don't know. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, once you, most people, if you look at beliefs, okay, um, most people, if they believe in a, in a great sportsman, they can tell me everything about him. They've studied him. They've analysed him. Yeah. They, if they believe in somebody in business, you know, say somebody from the Dragons Den, yeah, and they probably read their books, okay, or or they're you know believe in Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, you know Jim Rowan studied them mm -hmm. and through that study that analyzing and when they start to believe in them they have a feeling that this person is great okay so if, if you tend to reverse that and study yourself in detail and you become an expert on yourself then you start to believe in yourself but most people don't do that most people leave that perception to others outside yeah. themselves yeah, so you have to be around people who think you're good or behave in a way you're good and with if you're with strangers or people who don't like you then you can feel bad or feel confused you know how, how many people from here go away abroad and if they don't know anybody what's the first thing they look for 
an Irish bar, <laughs> why? Yeah. I think there's going to be people like you. There's going to be comfort in there. But when you get there, it's full of Germans usually. <laughs> so, that's very true. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. You just think. It's, uh, but it's built in. There's safety in numbers. And we all need to be in groups, whether it's a business group, sports group, politics. It's, it's, it's inherent and built into us for survival. Especially, especially in the tribal, the tribal bit here too. Yeah, makes perfect it's sense. It. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So it's on Saturday... Malden Hotel, what time does it start? It's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. for four hours of you working on you and just studying you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and it's practical. Very practical. So you, you plenty of other people that you can work with and then um, it's about challenging each other as well to see how well you know yourself. And um, and this is based around your workbook. So is, can you get yeah. your workbook? Or is it just going to be for the day? Or It'll it be on the day. Um, you can get the you can buy the workbook, download it online. But mm. the thing is, on the day we'll be doing exercises to anchor the exercises in. Right. And can you yeah. get can you get it online through your website? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll be getting that. So I'll be getting that. Um, and so it's four hours, and it's going to be really, really good. I tell you, it's going to. Be... So, folks out there, if you're interested in that event, how do you how do you actually go and? Uh, I have the event up on my page. Um, okay. And just you can pay for it online. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. Yeah. Um. So definitely get a look out for that Muldoon Hotel, ten o'clock on Saturday. Um. Here, uh, it'd be very worthwhile. Four hours if you can come away and know a bit more about yourself in a very practical manner. Um. It's not going to be hugely theoretical. If it's more practical, the better, no doubt. It's keeping it. My work is. Famous for uh, for being simple. Yeah. I try and keep everything as simple as possible. Yeah. Um, even in the past, I, I've actually went up to Jordanstown and, and showed it to the doctor of psychology who teaches the degrees, and he says, "You've just taken all our advanced work and simplified it for children." Which is great when you're an adult because we our day is so busy. Yeah, they actually try and fit in a complicated program. Yeah, yeah. Then it starts to get frustrating. So well, let's touch on that. Then what's the typical day of Sean Connor? Oh, <laughs> I'm usually up, wake at 7, um, I'm out, on, I'm in the gym at 7.30. What do you, what's your, what's your gym routine? Gym routine is you back uh, boxing? my martial arts, so uh, martial that's, arts. that's my thing. So um, I'll go up, I do a bit of a light circuit with the, the gym owner, just in the empty room. Uh, we'll do some pods, we'll do some empty hand martial arts, and we'll do a bit of a circuit. And then we we'll finish with some qigong and some meditation. Excellent. Bring the brain waves down. Um, so I do that three days, two days in between a walk, and I'll do my goal setting and my affirmations for the right. day as I'm walking. Excellent. So that you know it's it's stronger. A lot of people sit down and do that. If you're actually you you know using the body walking and you can feel the energy changing. Yeah, so your psychology mixing with your physiology, so it's more powerful. Do you know, actually, I would try to meditate half an hour a day, right? I find it tough enough some days, right? Especially when the brain's going completely haywire. But what's working for me now, believe it or not, is I'm now going for a walk at half 11 at night. Right. I go up the main road, pitch black, and I put on Zen Buddhist music. Okay. And it really, really <laughs> chills me out. Yeah. So walking along in the pitch black, people think I'm nuts. And the pitch black being really chilled out, that I'm honestly Sean, it works massively for me. So I suppose it goes to it's show you're unique. Um, 
routine. Mm. And everybody, you know, it's like the Qigong. I know, my God, I don't know many sets, you know, and I, I do Russian breathing sets. Um, Russian do, breathing? Yeah, the, 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 every, every, set, every country will have its own system. Right. But you take what works for you as an individual. Mm. Some people like Tai Chi, some people loathe it, some people love yoga, some people loathe it. Some people just like going home and listening to classical music. Yeah. Uh, some people like to get a bath and put candles on and, and listen to whatever. But whatever, you have to find out what works for you as an individual mm. and use that. If I'm trying to make you do what works for me and you're getting frustrated with yeah. it or and agitated, then I don't see the point. The whole, the whole thing is about switching off, especially in the business world. Uh, you, need, you need a routine to be able to power up in the morning and switch off at night. So, because anybody out there in the business world um, or anything, you know, a job, high level job with a lot of pressure, um, they'll understand that, uh, you know, when they go home, a lot of them can't switch off, they can't yeah. sleep, yeah. the anxiety. There are a lot of people not. If you, ha if you have some sort of tool <coughs> to switch off, then, uh, and I will do a wee bit of that on the day as well, um, how to switch everybody off in between the sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, you can have a really, really stressful day, but you're thinking, in the back of your mind, I don't care, bring it on, because see, tonight when I get home, this is gone. Mm. I can just let it go completely. And that's what the tools for switching off can teach Yeah, to and, and right. you need a reason to do it, and the reason is to keep your immune system strong so that you can enjoy your business maturity or your retirement, uh, your kids, your grandchildren, so you're not lying up in the hospital somewhere. Which is a typical pattern with people. You work oh, your bust yourself yeah. until you retire at the age and then you get yourself so worked up and so well you can't enjoy your retirement. Yeah. But yeah. even elites athletes, when they retire, they don't know what to do. They can't switch off. And a lot of them <coughs> will turn to alcohol or other things. You know Neil Armstrong? Yeah. First man on the moon. Well, he achieved that and he's now a recluse. Mm. He's done something that nobody else has you know, being the first man on the moon, and he couldn't reach any more pinnacle in human achievement than that, so he couldn't handle it and yeah. became a recluse. So I completely get that. It's just whenever people get to that point and can't switch off. And you, have to, you have to keep working towards something, as you say, how do you top that? You should start reading books. You should be starting reading your book. You should have claimed Everest and swam the channel. I should hear. <laughs> so... That's your start. Actually, just uh, another quick one while you, you mentioned it, classical music. If you have any accountancy students out there, I'll have to plug me in myself yeah, here. Yeah. Any accountancy <laughs> students out there, apparently if you listen to Mozart while you study, it improves your cognitive ability to soak in more information. So give that a try. I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your morning. That is, yeah, you, you get that. Yeah. So what happens next in your day? Uh, and then I'll go around to the office or uh, I'll visit offices of some of the, I look after business owners who would be too busy usually yeah, <laughs> to come and see me so I'll meet them in the town or, uh, and they just use me as a sounding board and uh, help them make decisions in a better state because a lot of them it is a lonely world uh, oh, yeah. somebody owns a business yeah. and they, they have a lot of responsibility they tend not to share their issues uh, with their with their loved ones and it can affect their relationships and this will be very very applicable to in this camera we've got the Bismarang mm -hmm. business networking group so guys listen up with this one uh, as I say I will say uh, business owners are a special breed they've stepped away from the they're going out they're taking the risk doing it on their own yep. 
and a lot and I, and I think I wrote before on the likes of Bismarang is great because people can get on and, and meet up and share ideas and talk about issues that everybody else you know that we all share mm-hmm. because a lot of people think that they're the only people with the problem they're the only person with that self-doubt or them high levels of stress um if you're a business owner that's you're gonna go through that and then you, uh, but yeah. if you get with like-minded people and you'll find especially people who's more senior has been in the business world a lot longer they've been there and got the t-shirt so they can give you advice to, to avoid maybe more pressure very but very i true. have a mentor as well uh, john heenan is the um the the head guy in ireland for um three to five business group that's okay. that's franchised from chuck blakeman in denver and uh, it's it's massive in america but uh, uh john but look at me from the outside and let me kick up the backside when I need it or every coach needs a coach type everybody thing. needs yeah. somebody to watch and that's yeah. you know if we didn't why would we're champion champion athletes of coaches you know Olympic gold medals everybody needs outside eyes you know, yeah. the third a sort of third eye looking yeah helps bit of wisdom mm-hmm. and from different perspectives definitely helps right so that's the typical day what do you do then at night to relax you <sighs> Drive my kids about. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Amblins, um, Erlen, dancing, you know. So um, I like reading. And then if uh, if um, if I get everybody out of the house to watch Discovery Channel, I'm not allowed to watch it. When I, in. <laughs> talking about just a, so you like reading, what would be yeah. your favourite book? Would it be a recommendation? Oh, I am a bookworm. I only so read. Let's be office of mine's I, I will not read anything unless it's about personal development. <laughs> personal development, but sad. Oh, but I love it. Right. You know, um, if you, I, I like the old, the really old books are good because even with the, um, <clears throat> the hypnosis um, reading, some of the hypnosis was actually very famous with surgeons. Um, before the, the big breakthroughs with anaesthetization so uh but a lot of these old surgeons would have worked constantly with people it right. wasn't just they weren't book read they weren't just doing online courses or they constantly worked with thousands and thousands of people it was trial and error trial and error Learn from experience. And that's what we we're talking about with your dad yeah, that's right. experience you cannot buy experience nope. and even in the personal development world there's a lot of people out there have just started off for maybe one or two years mm-hmm. and they're booked solid but they're brilliant at marketing yeah there's no substance the experience they, they don't have the experience mm-hmm. they, they can come up against walls um but again in, in modern life everything's in the fast lane people want results and you know it's like uh, suppose in the personal development field you were saying earlier about <clears throat> till you started getting into it you didn't know a lot about yourself no, it'd be like me going to uh, an engineer or a car mechanic uh, say there's 10 mechanics in the village and something happens to my car mm-hmm. what one do you go to i know nothing about cars mm-hmm. so a lot of people who need help or they're suffering there's so many out there now doing the personal development they're thinking well, well who will it go to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, to me it's experience and testimonials is what you should right. be looking for Very good. so any book in particular the reason why i'm asking this is because i want to know because i'm going to buy it oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, very, very sad a very sad books oh, well, well. Uh, probably um oh, i liked 
the one probably one of the first books I got was uh, "You Can If You Think You Can." Oh, I'm writing that down. I literally am writing that down. You can if you think you can. And another one by a guy who was uh, in a '70s version of Darren Brown was a guy called Al Quran. I think uh, you have told me about him. One of your friends in the business. Uh, what do you call? Collie. Was, Collie was talking about Collie that. Collie's talking about. I wonder uh, if Collie's on actually. I can't see for some strange reason the comments here are cut off. But folks, yeah. I know we've got ten comments by loads of people, so it's cut off here. But we will get to them. And we'll start answering them. So, folks, any questions for Sean? Any questions about anything at all? Fire them up on the wall. Okay, so you've got people oh, watching. Yes, so we've got, we've got loads of people here watching this. Um. Right, so the next one, we've touched on some of this, but what do you see then, Sean, as the biggest issue in people's business mindset at the moment? Is there one standout common issue amongst everyone? Um, <clears throat> it's balance. Balance is a big thing. And, uh, but people, if you look at, a, you look at anybody who starts a business, okay? They have a vision and they get excited. Yeah. Now they've either had that vision because the the person they've been working for, they can't stand them. They think I can do this myself. Yeah. <laughs> An expert now, and they go out and give it a go, or they've trained up. It's something they've had a vision of, and you know maybe from university they spoke to people, and then so you have this vision of I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to have lots of money, and I'm going to have a great life. Yeah. <laughs> the kicks in. Uh, you start working more hours than, yes. than the staff. You take your work home. Okay, you become really grumpy, really burnt out. <laughs> uh, so, and we get caught in stress, and then people start to try and make important decisions from from uh, a point of feeling bad. Mm -hmm. When then they make bad decisions. Okay. Yep. So, it's getting back to balance. Always, that's why your vision, your vision and your mission statement have to be real. You have to spend a lot of time on them and be, having clarity on your vision, who you are, why you do what you do and where you want to be. Okay? Because a lot of people get lost and then the vision just disappears. If it's not, if it's not very vivid at the beginning, it will disappear and all you will see is stress and our brain doesn't like stress and then we'll look for a way out. Yeah. So it's getting very clear on that, um, <clears throat> getting it processed, yeah? So you should know what you're doing every day. And as I said earlier, try and get in groups, try and stay around uh, like-minded people in, in the business community. And if you can't get a coach, some people are lucky enough to get into partnership in business where they bounce off each other, yep. which is great. I find um, people who are just on their own, and they're not using anybody as a sounding board, they tend to get a harder time. That's a lonely place then. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying they look for an escape, so an escape could be drink, mm -hmm. drugs, whatever else. Yeah, um, I've had a, a, quite a few business owners over the years who, again, they're just human, um, and it doesn't mean that they were weak people. Mm -hmm. They've just looked for something to, to cover the feelings, and some of them have turned to alcohol or, or drugs. But even have, you'll see on the news, um, consultants struck off for self-medicating for stress. 
Yeah. So they're not stupid people. We all want to feel good. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, and but people aren't aware that we have our own tools to change how we feel. We don't need anything outside ourselves to change how we feel. So what about then, Sean, you're saying then the thing is, is to get balance. What tools can you use then to get that balance? Back to self-knowledge. How do, how do I work? Where does the stress come from? Right. How can I replace it? That, that's what next Saturday is mostly about. Brilliant. Yeah? Brilliant. That's um, good that, So and, and people will, will go away and, and understand then that uh, these are my feelings. I have caused them. This is how they have been caused, and this is what I can do about it. So it's self self maintenance, really. But but it's that bit of self inquiry at the start to actually understand yeah. right what's yeah. actually going on in there. Yeah. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, that's just so interesting because I've seen so many people with it being accountancy. Accountancy is fairly stressful as well, and you know I've seen it from from every end, so it makes it makes perfect sense. That thing though, Sean, you're saying about your vision and your mission statement, never crossed out. That's that's fantastic. And you have to also have your we spoke about values, or yeah, yeah. <clears throat> our values resonate on a, on a deep level. So once you understand your values, what's important to you as a human being, mm. you have to have those worded in your mission statement and in your vision so when you read it it resonates so it comes an affirmation to you yeah awesome. see yeah. that makes it much more sense than this corporate stuff that sometimes you see for companies corporate yeah. values in this here and it's rolled out like a so there's a lot of government programs for putting foreign people out there in the business and they're sending them out they've no mental resilience they've no switch off tools um they, they lack some when they've no self-belief and they might be fantastic yeah. you know uh, Having a down process and of the business plan, but as I spoke earlier, you can you can know all about an engine, yeah. Book, but if you once you see it, or you put in an engine room, yeah, uh, then it's totally different. Just my dad's or sorry, Sean has referred to my dad a couple of times there with and how this came about from experience. And my James Perry presents the last one. My dad came up with a great quote, and that saying. You guys look at a phone for knowledge. He says, I look to my brain for knowledge. <laughs> and then Sean and my dad were talking about experience and my dad was an engineer and how that experience came through and how that transformed into, into massive knowledge. So, hey, it's it makes perfect sense. But, Sean, what you're just saying there about values and about mission statements and stuff like that, now I know you do this. This has to be ingrained in our younger generation, doesn't it? Oh, big ten, big ten. Um and it should be in the schools it should be this should be emphasized from primary seven upwards but before you just go into secondary school because mm -hmm. that's a scary place oh yeah isn't yeah. it yeah 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 and it, depending on your because again you look at it what we spoke about earlier we have to be we spend uh, a lot of time in primary school finding our our group where mm -hmm. we belong where we feel safe you have to go into a new school and you have to find that all over again yeah. and also deal with new experiences with change of teachers, uh, change of um, <clears throat> studies, you know, new topics, and maybe dealing with people who don't get on with you as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on. Uh, so first, it's a, it's a big leap, it's a big step for anybody. I was, child, quite, I was quite fortunate in that respect. So I went to Lock Island Primary School, and essentially, we're all transported to one high school. <laughs> so every okay. year you got yeah. like 10 and 12 going from Lockheed Primary School, essentially some comp kills cross cars at the time. 
So I was quite lucky that I was surrounded, still surrounded by my friends. Mm-hmm. I still had that comfort and maybe that safety net of having everybody around me. Yeah. So that made that much, much easier for me. But I can completely agree with... with and you, you, you'd mentioned a student earlier. Um, yeah. And it's something you get... I, I got a, a, an email two days ago. Uh, somebody, somebody's son going to drop out of Queen's now mm-hmm. their second year because they're not good at making friends. Yeah. 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 And they're very introvert. Um, so that's a massive opportunity, big big part of their life, suddenly being taken away from them because of the inability to change their state and to build rapport with other people. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Actually. communication with yourself and communication with others. And another another bonus of of knowing how you work is when you understand that, you understand how everybody else out there works. That's absolutely brilliant, actually. And it strikes a chord in me massively because people come to me as well for career coaching with accountancy. Mm -hmm. So I help them through their accountancy exams and then they come to me afterward and go, James, okay, what's happening with the career? And I would say to them, yes, you've now got that bit of paper to say you're a qualified accountant, but one of them softer skills or one of them people skills, because I've seen so many people um, my working days that if you're an, an auditor, you have to build up a rapport with a client. Mm-hmm. But you can see people are really the greatest accountants in the world, but they can't do that because of that, maybe that introvert side. So what you're saying there is, is very People buy people, don't they? Very important. Yeah. Very important. And uh, again, especially with the younger ones, most of the communication is on the phone. And <laughs> Don't tell Jim that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, you take the phone away, a lot of them, don't know how to communicate, they yeah. get embarrassed, yeah. um, or they get anxious. So it's getting back to the old school skills, so it, doesn't it? It? Yeah. it makes such a difference. But I think you're, you're dead right in that this has to be in, in schools, late primary school, early secondary school, because I would do a lot of work with there's an organisation based in the Pentecost Alps. I would do a lot of work and talk about emotions mm-hmm. for primary school children. I also do a bit of work for a young enterprise in Northern Ireland, talk about entrepreneurship. In secondary schools, but you've got that space there where you're going, okay, self-belief, um, looking at yourself and self-inquiry, and that's needed that bit. So that's yeah. very important. I yeah. don't think that's maybe being dealt with enough. No. So that's but a it's, gap. It's probably even, I do a lot of work with suicide awareness. Um, yeah. It's something, you know, it's, it's never out of the news. No. Social media, we've a massive epidemic, and uh, it's actually sort of what went... <clears throat> Under the radar, they don't talk about it that much now, and it's sort of taken for granted. That's what, that's what I was going to say. But, Unfortunately, um, it probably is. Again, even with that, the origin of it, uh, if it's if these things are implemented within yeah. schools, mm-hmm. then it shouldn't get that far, because uh, the depression is usually the last stop from something started with anxiety and stress turns to depression. So. Uh, the stress can be reduced because well, what is stress? The stress is your nervous system telling your brain, I can't deal with this. So once you have that strong self-belief and mental resilience, yeah. then you have a, a, a different feeling, a feeling saying, you know what, I can deal with this. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, yeah. And I can get through it for the day and then reduce that stress later on. So it's back to having basic human skills that we all have those resources but they're not we're not taught 
you know, uh, we're not taught where they should be taught, which was in schools. And, but even with business or whatever else, that's what the Saturday is going to be about now. You're going to be talking yeah. these skills in a very practical yeah. way. Yeah. So, so it doesn't this, matter if there's a, a I think it's um, somebody emailed me the other day, their teenage son go, it's for everybody. Um, a lot of, as you know, at, at the office, I see a lot of adults, but in between that, there's people bringing their teenage yeah, okay. children to see me. So it's open to everybody? Yeah. It's Brilliant. the same. It's if, you, if you're worried about a, a teenager, you know, in their future, bring them along. Yeah, God, that's fantastic. So what's your priorities then over the next 12 months? Okay, so we've got Saturday and it's going to be a great event and hopefully everybody, you know, get a look at Sean's website and get yourself booked in a place because it's going to be these practical tools to cope with stress and anxiety and stuff. That's a starting point, but what's the next 12 months for them then? Next 12 months, and I've started it already, is getting a lot of my information out of my head. You can write another book? No, one, no, 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 no. <laughs> four books. Four um, books, that's brilliant. But uh, I want to get um, a lot of my knowledge out and my workbooks online so that people can have access. Right. So at the moment I'm doing a, a I've actually, it's a, it's a private group page uh, of 12 of the videos done. There should be about 20 videos on the workbook. So people will have the download of the PDF okay. and then me talking them through the, the, the workbook. Okay, excellent. Um, so just online courses. I have, I'm doing one at the moment for the artists uh, and then I'll do one for the, the Tools for Life and Business booklet and then one just personal development in general. Excellent. You know, so... It means they're always up there, and it's also a backup if somebody's done the course with me, uh, rather than you know coming back to me constantly. You get the online stuff, and you, you can get it there. So that's what you've done. And you can you can yeah. go over it whenever you want to be at place. Yeah, that's going to be a fairly busy twelve months. I love it, but I just mm. wanna. <laughs> I wish the day was longer. Keep on going. <laughs> I've I've I've, yeah. I've a similar sort of task to do in the next probably next two or three months with the online courses I'm doing. Right, so. Are we? What's a here's a here's a cracking question. What's the best bit of advice you've ever received? Oh. <laughs> that's a bit uh, of a that's a bit of a a big question, isn't it? I'm thinking of my grandmother. She cool. was a big influence on me. She's younger, but she gave me a lot of good advice. You know, um, and she was great at changing perception. Mm. Anytime I was nervous, I remember my first interview. Uh, after school and um, she was the first person that told me that you know to imagine uh, they were doing different things or just change if you change your perception on something mm -hmm. you change the feeling mm -hmm. associated with it okay she used a lot of stuff like that's real real um real hard life but it's just turned everything around her whole life um if she had went into business <laughs> she'd been on the dragons there well, um, yeah, but again, it was she was always um, saying, but, you know, don't try and be anybody else, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if uh, some, that's that would probably be my core <coughs> statement to everybody coming in the room with me, especially the younger ones. You know, know who you are, build that belief in yourself, like who you are, until you get to a point where. If you like me, that's good. If you don't like me, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to deal with it because I like me and I can't be everything for everybody because most of the population out there, their perception of who they are 
is left in the hands of everybody else. And that's where the epidemic of social media is coming in? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense. That this so-called perfect life that people portray in social media, <laughs> just an illusion. Yeah. It's an illusion. And then our young folk are taking that as reality, probably. Even if the Instagram photos are all photoshopped, they're beautiful. If you look at the television, um, <coughs> the like say shows with the Kardashians, is it? And these housewife shows, all my daughters watch. <laughs> I say people don't really look like that in real life. Yeah. It's a camera. They look very bright, and that's that affects the submodalities of the brain. If we've if we've nice memories with good emotion, they're very colourful. Yeah, very vivid. Mm -hmm. uh, memories associated with, um, you know, discomfort, bad memories, they're very dull, grey. So <clears throat> we, if we're looking in the mirror, we're not as bright and as colourful as these things that we're watching on the television, these superstars. Then that yeah, perception can be that, you know, I'm talking un unconsciously here. because it's very, the subconscious as well. Yeah, yeah. And see the colours as well, the subconscious? Colours, colours. That's why I should, this place is grey most of the year. Like when the sun comes out in Northern Ireland, yeah, you think you're going to LA. Everybody's oh, dead happy. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the reason why I was so happy. I was in Jordan two weeks ago doing the 250 mile cycle. That's right, I've seen that. <laughs> you see that? I was actually quite happy, even though it was painful, but that's because I've seen something that I haven't seen in a long time, the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's very, really, really interesting, the, the colours piece, because... Isn't there, is there that sad disorder, seasonal affective disorder? What do you think of that? Um, I've heard of it now. I've never worked with anybody uh, with that. So uh, it's not something. But that's the, maybe with the grey and the, the sort of the yeah, weather. Yeah, say, you look at you in the winter here, it's very dull, it's very grey. So, so is the summer, Sean. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you get the odd day. You get the odd day. But that's what I'm saying. You have to have state changing tools. Yeah, and most yeah. people, if you ask them, um, what do you love doing? Tell me 10 things that make you feel good. They have to really, really think about it. Men can get maybe three. <laughs> Women are good, I think. I'm struggling now. <laughs> you know, but uh, and if you ask them, when's the last time you've done three or four of them? It could be months. Yeah, yeah. Why not do it every day? Yeah. You know, because we, um, we tend, again, to put our happiness externally. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, you're responsible for that yourself. Yeah. So you have to do something. You have to know what you like doing. You, you have to know what makes you feel good um, as an individual. It's, the message, it. it's definitely the message that has to go out there in terms of you can do it yourself. Like, I'll be perfectly honest with people people out there too. You know, up to three years ago, I thought that all my happiness was out there. Mm -hmm. Whether that be relationships, career. Like, I was so career-focused. Academically, I was so focused on that. So focused on career. So focused on having the perfect relationship and all too, and then it didn't happen. And then I, I had to think to myself, who the hell am I and what's happening here, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, 35 years of age, and I didn't know that my happiness was actually in me. Yeah. A lot of funny talking about relationships, um, I see sort of the after effect of people who's been in, you know, uh, very bad relationships, maybe been physically, emotionally bullied. Um, and they keep going back to these people because uh, yeah. they feel worthless, number one. Uh, and these individuals who have zoomed in on them at the start uh, because they're, they're predators and they know how to work them. They, they, they feel powerless without this person. Mm -hmm. So they learn to control them. 
So again, it's giving that individual back their power and understand that if you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That makes huge sense to me. Huge, because I was never comfortable in my own skin for a long, long time. So yeah, folks, start working on yourselves. I think that's a, a major thing. And I think... And it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, it's, well, it's simple, simple things. And If you're saying that you've taken all this high-profile academic stuff and simplified it down, People need to get your workshop on Saturday if that's the case. And that's um, the hobbit, the hobbit. You know, it's um, you, you could I could draw this out for months, but as I say, keep it. It's called I call my main program tools for life. It's giving people the tools to go away and work with yourself for the rest of your life. You don't do it for a day and then think what's that's me in the magic garden. You have to you have to weed the garden every week. Yeah, you have to constantly weed out. And, and put in put in the good stuff and constantly break down and weed out the old negative and what programs. about what about the power routine and all that would you be keen on the power routine and having a set routine yeah but again keeping it simple mm. keep it the, the routine even with when i'm working with the artists in america and canada it's uh it could be the, the eighth of the 16 hour program but i compress it all down at the end to an abc and when you once you've done the whole program and you do your ABC, that's you in the zone when you step on that stage, or, you know, uh, at a show. And that's where this workbook and all comes in, where you can remind yourself of all these practical yeah. tools. This, this, this one I'm doing um, on Saturday is the foundation of all the work I do. Everything else is fluff. Everything's a waste of time if this is not uh, put in place, because this is the core of who we are. Our health depends on it. Our performance depends on it, yeah. Um, and I keep these, you know, this even even the ticket for this is a fraction of, of what it should be. Um, but I want to open these for everybody. If you're, if you know, um, you can. And again, you know, I train people in sales. And you know about sales. If you make something, uh, we have to get a loan out to do it. Yeah, the mm -hmm. perception will be bigger. Yeah, on the quality of it now. So we're talking about pricing earlier on. Yep. Yeah. So you pricing um, again, and I, I have seen people, and Robert would have seen people who have paid thousands and maybe travelled even to other countries to do the elite programs, and then they're coming to see me. And you're doing, and I, you're doing better I stuff. Had a, I had a lady in years ago who actually got a loan of eighteen thousand pound to go and spend nearly it's a week and a half, I think. Uh, out in another country to do a program and uh when she's in seeing me and she asked me about did i know much about weight loss and i says i'm not being funny but you just paid eighteen thousand pound for somebody to to make your life perfect yeah yeah so you need to watch out for that again it's back to not really knowing much about the development field you know you need to know it's like if you're going out to buy, uh, if you're going to the auctions to buy cars, you need to know about cars, yeah. don't you? Yeah. You don't know what you're paying for. Yeah. And it's the same. It's a, it's a skill set. It's a, it's to me, it's a, it's a, it's a trade. Um, the personal development field. It's experience. It's trial and error. Uh, it's you know years of practice. It's not something you, you just it's, do again course. Yeah. On. You see these people on the internet at the minute, and they're what they're twenty two and twenty three years of age life coaches. <laughs> I I see that all the time, and I know yeah. like I'm coaching people. I'm coming up to, what, believe it or not, I'm coming forty, 
Um, but people know me, <laughs> they said to me, James, you probably lived enough for three lives with stuff I've been through. 100% right. Experience trumps the, the, the book or the, the theory at any, any time. So, like, with the stress and anxiety, you know, there's so much just your own personal development, your whole life hinges on, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Like, everything, absolutely everything. And once I realized that, that's what that's what cracked it for me. But then to see through, as you quite rightly say, Sean, all the fluff and all the bullshit and all the crap that people sell it by and go, right, what actually is it? Like, spending 18 grand? Yeah. People spend more than that, you know? Um, and then sort of barst after because they realize that, you know. But maybe you've hit the nail on the head. They're going for all these fancy Dan theories and whatever else, where it's actually the simple stuff that works. Yeah. That's it. It's keeping it, keeping it simple. Um, but it's consistency. It isn't, you look at even, you know, business, sport, arts, doesn't matter what, life in general. It's the more you practice, the, the better you get. Yeah. And it's it's always feedback. I'm always learning. Um, I'm always studying new stuff. I'm always looking at um, how I can make my work easier, stronger, and better, mm-hmm. and what I need to take out, and what I can maybe replace that with. Yeah, yeah. That's that has to be a constant and so constant, in constant self development, constant yeah. improvement. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll quote my dad again. He's constantly looking for knowledge. I mean, his bed, like I said last two weeks ago, his bed's like a cocoon. Just the books and knowledge and trying to self-improve and doing that. So, you know, if you're if you're not self-improving, what are you doing? You're probably stagnating. What's that old say? You know, if you're not growing, you're dying. There's no <laughs> in between. Yeah. Anything yeah. with a life form, it has to be growing constantly or, or it's dying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the last one, we were on for 53 minutes, believe it or not. <laughs> we can talk. We, you can talk. Oh, I, I can't talk to you. I'm a father's son. So the last one, okay. What would you have told yourself whenever you were 20 years of age? Well, if I could go back um, 20, it would be the core message of you start studying who you are, son. Yeah. Know your resources and know where you want to be in another 20 years. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And start, you know, uh, funny, my mentor, John, always says, his dad always said to him, you show me the books you're reading and the company you're keeping, and I'll show you where you'll be in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to have clarity on where you're going. Um, you need to want to go there. There has to be a passion, yeah. and you'll get there quicker, and you'll overcome any obstacle. If you're half-hearted about it, anything will put you off. Yeah. I, uh, I seen this quote a way back, and there's the, you know, chasing the ladies and all that sort of crap, right? And the quote was, I don't want to see your shoe collection, I want to see your book collection. <laughs> and I went, that's actually really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it, it does make perfect sense. Right, that was absolutely brilliant. That was long. It was <laughs> long, long, yeah, but long, long, longer than what, what I thought. Um, as I say, we've got comments galore, and I need, there's, for some reason I can't see some of them. I know there's comments here and here, but I need to... For some reason, the screen isn't showing up, but we'll get back to you on that. So, Sean, as I say, we're going to... Sean's event is next Saturday at the Maldron Hotel. That's Brunswick Street, which is that brand new one. Yes, just up behind the the, uh, up the side of the Crown Bar, facing the Europa Hotel. Is that... Uh, so it's, it's, it's the back of Robinson's, really, across yeah. the Fibber McGee's? Yeah. Across the Fibber McGee's. 
10 o'clock on Saturday and here, you know, this is so you get on your website. No, I'll put it. There's a link on Facebook for the uh, event break, so I'll, I'll put the link. I'll send okay. the link to you. It's actually as well. It's actually on the description of this event. So anybody who's seen, I click through, go to event break, and look at that. You know, four hours to work on you and discover who you are with really practical tips that you can take away. Like that's hard to beat. Plus, yeah. it's in the town, so you can go shopping afterwards. <laughs> Don't be saying that. <laughs> go for a beer. <laughs> be, well, you can fit McGree's across the road. Go for a wee, go for a wee jig as well. Yeah, but a bit of trad there as well. It's hard to beat. So, folks, thanks for everybody for for joining. Um, the latest James Perry presents. I'm going to try and get make this a bit more uh, a bit more common as well. Get this on the go this week series. So, hopefully, all you guys have found that up here, down here, and across here have all found that really, really useful with Sean. And get looking at the the event on Sean's event on Saturday. So thank you all very much and every camera that I'm trying to make eye contact with. Thanks very much for that. And thanks very much for Sean. That was thank absolutely you, brilliant. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. All the best. Bye bye.